Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name is Dominic McCurio and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Hello. There was a little, just I was putting a little dramatic pause there just for added effect, added dramatic effect right there. Bravo. And I'm also here with Kendra McKinley. Yeah, I'm here too. Oh, I'm so glad you are. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. Kendra's been on you. the podcast before. Um, we what did we review? We reviewed that the uh, big sick. The big sick. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. so you know, if you didn't hear that, Kendra is a San Francisco musician mm-hmm. here, a uh, singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. She's she's just great. And in fact, Aww. we were recently discussing you on this podcast because we were talking about. The, um, oh my God, I forget the name of it, but the woman's... The uh, Romantic Songs of the Patriarchy? That's yeah. absolutely correct, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened. Um, which yeah. Kendra put on, uh, or was well, one of the... Or the or she was Sorry, the music director of. Yeah, a large <laughs> yeah. job indeed. I was a, I was a major cog. Yeah, in that wheel. <laughs> in the wheel. Or that you were amazing. the wheel in the... You were the wheel in the this, machine? Yeah. You were I the felt like a tire at moments. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Hopefully it was a good year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so strong and you, you didn't yeah. get broken. There was no flatness. You no. were a strong, full, thick. I mean, was I was pumped. You were, <laughs> yes. So Kendra also does this a wonderful thing that I love on Instagram, which uh, is, I, I guess, is it always hashtag pumped or is it? It's mm-hmm. always hashtag pumped. Okay. So it's a movement. It's a movement that one could call hashtag pumped mm-hmm. uh, where whenever Kendra is like, you know, telling someone about a show or something, yeah. you'll post these like videos of you just like pumping your arm in a sort of, you know, uh, uh, in, in a fashion that's just it's mechanical actually and mm-hmm. it's a bit like a wheel yeah. a bit like a Goodyear tire yes. but you're just sort of you know blankly looking into the camera pumping your your fist up in the air yeah. and I just I love it I, I find it so thank funny you. I love it thank I, you I laugh every time I mean you know there's only so many ways to express your enthusiasm for playing the Victory Lounge Bar in Seattle <laughs> and I want everyone to know that I, I, I am pumped. <laughs> Interesting. So go check those out. What's your Instagram handle? Kendra underscore McKinley. Gaboom. Ooh, I got a little nervous when I when I started reciting that. And when I got to the underscore, I kind of went, ye underscore. Ye under- Kendra underscore. Kendra underscore McKinley. That's what it sounds like if you play it in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Get and re- <laughs> we should definitely record a, a podcast episode backwards one time oh my god i love podcasts in reverse yeah like what, actually i could love just them post- as much as podcasts in 2.5 what time <laughs> speed sorry i missed the beginning and then you started reciting numbers <laughs> and then you i was love lost podcasts as much it, i don't know forget it it's she's talking about double not, speed have you ever doesn't work you ever oh yeah, yeah, yeah you know some people yeah, like yeah. The, you know what is the worst <laughs> offender <laughs> of that yeah, like people yeah. will listen to people do it it's a real thing someone's probably listening to that right now and they're like what what'd they say i don't even know whatever i'll just keep going well they listen yeah. to it in 1.5 you so can they, listen to it in like yeah 1.5 2 2.5 whatever you, who does it at this very moment the choice is yours mm-hmm. <laughs> and i it's think you should thing. make the right choice get yeah. with our speed yeah you know get yeah. with the 1.0 speed that's yeah. what i say get with the speed and you know yeah. what i recently heard is people watch movies like that too, <laughs> too they fast. watch they watch oh movies in like 1.5 speed like you just put it on 
you just put it on and then it just speeds in front of you because you just don't have time for a whole movie. So you're what just is the fast forward that? in the Furious Six. <sighs> oh, can't do that. I can't be doing that. <laughs> like these cars are so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what we're doing here today? Um, I'm like I really want to just relax to a movie, you know, just unwind. But I really want to do it like in 30 minutes <laughs> you know how can i do like that? i don't yeah. want to just like i need to watch it fast <laughs> yeah can you imagine watching like so a horror pointless. movie in like 2.0 speed whoa like kind the of. pacing would just be kind of kind of no <laughs> i mean i don't know i'm kidding i don't forget, oh my forget God. i said anything <laughs> thank you so Suspense much i will turn into slapstick it's just like you know like some like mass character like like running under the stage <laughs> yeah. like dick <laughs> like stabbing a person right it'd just be too much yeah the pacing would be so wrong trying to picture yeah. Suspiria in 2.5 yeah what would be a funny moment in that speed well probably <laughs> well, I guess I can't give away spoilers yeah so. I mean well you know the room the room beneath them oh that without yeah. saying too much that would be that would probably be humorous I would say could be I think it could be humorous because be. it's already could so be. quick you know right what I, mean? I suppose Anyways, what we're doing here beyond just talking about watching movies at 2.0 speed is we will eventually be discussing uh, the new Yorgos Lanthimos film called The Favorite, which uh, just came out. It's uh, 2018 uh, period piece drama film. Um, but we'll be getting all into that in the second half of the episode. But first, we're just going to keep on discussing. So <laughs> tune in. So keep on tuning in for that. But Kendra, what's been up in your life? How are things? Oh, you know, things are cool. Just did this like big piece at the women's building that we mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Um, What was your experience with that? We haven't heard that. So I was the band leader. Right. And I was a co-arranger for the piece. Mm -hmm. So that entailed flying to Iceland and working with a team of Icelandic people, Mm -hmm. taking uh, a list of like 25 familiar pop songs, all of which are seemingly romantic but have totally misogynistic lyrics. Mm -hmm. And then I helped arrange them for acoustic guitar, transposed them into the same keys, um, made videos of me playing all the different songs and charts for all the songs to send all the different women that were involved so that they had some semblance of an idea of what they were doing when they arrived at the building. Um, So it was basically just like making charts, making arrangements, um, and then ultimately I was a performer in it. So playing certain songs for as much as three hours continuously. Mm-hmm. There were moments actually where Laura and I were in the same room and it was actually really fun. Cause you know, <laughs> when you get to like the second hour and your, your yeah. brain is starting to melt, it was fun to like make faces or, yeah. you know, we would just like kind of start singing each other's songs <laughs> right. just cause you get, you get bored, you get tired, or you're just like, this is a crazy thing that we're doing. No one's yeah. in the room, so. Well, Kendra's song was, sounded really cool the way you were doing it. I probably would never have listened to that song in any other capacity. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. it sounded great. It was like a Backstreet Boys song, It was a Backstreet right? Boys song. Oh. Called. But Boys she wrote this Boys. awesome arrangement for it, and like her voice sounded just so beautiful when she was singing it. It totally just made me want to sing along. <laughs> and you did, <laughs> and, and I'm did so sing, glad. I did sing along. <laughs> yeah. Boys Will Be Boys, uh, you ex- said that's a song? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't know that one. Boys. Yeah, Wait, but did exactly. we? <laughs> did you explain Uh-oh. that like? Oh, I'm having post-traumatic stress. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, you're playing that one song over and over, and it was yeah. like a definitely like a meditative 
kind of process yeah surprisingly energizing i think that like the fact that there was a constant stream of people coming in and out of the building really helped but it was also just intense because people walk up to you and they're just weeping because they're Mm -hmm. like oh my god i loved the beatles i didn't know that they had this (laughs) right (laughs) in their music run for your life or whatever yeah wait what's that song called yeah run for your life yeah i'd rather see you dead than be with another man yeah but on the other hand well (laughs) I mean, that. I don't know if I think that's a sexist lyric or just like a psychotic lover's lyric. Wait, I'd rather see you dead than be with another man. That's... that's well, a, he a keeps, girl could easily he keeps say calling that. her little girl, which is totally patronizing. I mean, okay, yes. But couldn't a woman be like, I'd rather see you dead, little boy, than see you with another girl? Totally. Fuck the matriarchy. I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's just like obsessed with Well, if you reverse the gender girl. of any of the lyrics of these songs, wouldn't it yeah. also be Okay, bad? that is a true point, but I yeah. guess I just feel like... It's not like he's generalizing all women necessarily or something. Sure, but then in the context of but this like performance, you. when you when you hear it like against all these other songs, sure. it's like patronizing a woman, calling her little girl, threatening yeah. to kill her if she is um with someone else. Well, I just You better run for your life if you can. Uh, I I just like the word for infidelity came up in my head in Italian and then I like I got to that point in the sentence where I had to say it and I was like it, <laughs> and I didn't know what to say. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyways, yeah, um, yeah. I think it really affected the people that got to experience it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Kendra, you turned to yeah, me in crazy. the theater and you said some simple words that I would love to follow up with, which oh. is, I, saw, I watched the worst yeah. movie last night. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, you were like, you were like, I saw the dumbest thing. <laughs> or <Yeah>. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Ooh, I watched thing. a really bad movie last night. Oh, please tell um, me. So I speak. Totally tell me. So I yeah, totally. I'll totally tell you. So I speak Italian, uh-huh. and I w- saw a Netflix. It was like movies and it and like Italian cinema, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, fun. And then I was flipping through, and there was a movie called. I'm like ninety five percent sure it was called Slam. I think it's called Slam, <laughs> and there was like a really handsome young man in the front. It looked mm. kind of like you know, like high school coming of age movie. I was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, this looks like like a really basic, easy thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hot dude, mm-hmm. like <laughs> high school love story sure. can like listen to the language but not have to worry about a complex plot. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to like go for it and tell you all about it because I yeah. don't think anyone's going to watch it. Or if, you, or if you do, you won't be disappointed by the spoilers. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's basically like this high school kid who grows, who's like living with his single mother who's like totally hot and like had him when she was 16. So so like they're basically siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. He's obsessed with skateboarding and Tony Hawk. And the narrator of the story <laughs> is like excerpts from tony hawk's <laughs> memoir <laughs> that like applied to different like circumstances in his life what, what's the time period it's is it 2017 oh okay. okay all right all right it's it. just and so he's just like obsessed with skateboarding and you know like the the scene or like the movie opens with him just like skateboarding around the coliseum and like tony hawk is narrating just like you know like skateboarding is a way of life you know like that sort of thing (laughs) long story short he goes to a party sees a hot girl they talk to each other then suddenly they're in a relationship suddenly they're sexually active um then he just like like, decides that he's over the relationship Uh um and just like they just like stop talking he just 
stops calling he her. just stops calling her and there, there's not even like an event that happens in his life it's like he just like becomes like a dejected sad boy just out of the blue and he's just like i don't want to do it anymore and he doesn't <laughs> even tell her so you're just like okay well i don't want to have sex anymore yeah it's just like well <laughs> i just like I don't pretty wanna... pretty lame and immature <laughs> when, when you're like okay but then she gets pregnant oh she yeah. decides to keep it mm. and then he starts having these like like there's like these dream montages where it's like he gets catapulted into the future, but they're not surreal or dreamlike. It's just like six months later and he doesn't know what's going on, but everyone else does. So it's like he's getting to experience his life in the future and then like he goes back in time and then he realizes like, oh, like one day I'm going to take my toddler to get a vaccination and you're like really like there's there's nothing surreal or dreamlike about it it's just like he's like six months in the future like driving wait that's so that end. did happen no that's not the end oh. it will it will happen he's okay. having there's like he's these dream visions. montage yeah he's having visions but there's it's not like, like very it's just mundane. not clear as to like there's no distinction between dream and reality yeah it's and the like, way that the yeah. filmmaking is yeah okay, he, he's like asking everybody he's like so in other words do i poorly live here? executed dream sequence <laughs> or you're just like if it's gonna be a cool dream sequence and like and he's like stressed out about being a father like maybe he like trips out that like his baby mama like has udders and like you know there's like i a was bunch just gonna say baby. that yeah. maybe his mom what? is a deer that he crashes <laughs> into in the middle of the dead totally. of night nothing or like something that. along the lines of that <laughs> yeah and so they had the baby and then there's like still 45 minutes left in the movie (laughs) and he's and he's just like he's just like 16 and he's dumb and he's just like you know like i love skateboarding and and like the word for skateboarding in italian is skate (laughs) (laughs) is it like skate skate (laughs) (laughs) so so he's like you know like i want like like so like instead of saying i'm going skateboarding they would say i'm going skate (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, like um, like are you going to be skate over here because if you are (laughs) i need to call a cab yeah exactly because i need to call but the funniest part is that throughout all of this like it's all in italian but then tony hawk narrates it in english excerpts from his memoir that's just like oh it's uh, actually tony hawk it's actually tony oh i thought it was a kind of like semi-biopic of tony hawk no it's just like (laughs) tony Tony hawk Hawk is is italian tony hawk's italian biopic. yeah so like you know skate yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's very good at skate (laughs) yeah so like he'll be all stressed out and then tony hawk will be like i totally thought that being a dad meant that you couldn't skateboard but you could totally be a dad and skateboard and then like he like he like looks up and has a revelation that he can like be a skateboarding dad but the people were beautiful i liked getting to hear the italian but it was just like it was such a dumb movie the best part though is that like in netflix when it was advertising it it described it as witty and understated uh-huh. it's like oh <laughs> <laughs> you don't yeah, say you know there's <laughs> well i didn't get it then <laughs> hey man i mean look you know sometimes you just want to dive into that slam pool and just kind of soak it in <laughs> for what it's yeah. worth even if it sucks which i myself have been known to do i did actually you do did slam poetry did. well no <laughs> never we'll do oh that. okay but um <laughs> but skateboarding. i did no no i i watched I some do bad I movies get on my board and i roll down the <laughs> street <hill. laughs> yeah rolling 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 they will down never the keep me down on my skateboard. 
But yeah, I watched some movies this past weekend when I was down in LA. I just got back from LA and um, yeah. <clears throat> I watched for Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, yeah, me and my brother hung out every night and we just decided we wanted to take a trip. We like basically we're kind of on a mission to just rewatch all the movies from our past. But in doing so, we started watching a lot of trailers from the 90s and 80s and came across some movies we hadn't seen. One of them being the late, great, <laughs> uh, fun for the family movie entitled Camp Cucamonga, which you may or may not know. I didn't know about it Do myself. But huh. first off, it's called Camp Cucamonga. I mean, hello. It's a good name. It's a horrible name. But I mean, oh, I like the it's name. fine. It's it. And you probably wait. Do you guys know the, the show Full House? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, they brought it back recently as Fuller. House. No, I know, I know, I know. I just, I just wanted to know. A really if you guys... bad fever dream about that show once. Well, DJ, you know DJ Tanner, <laughs> DJ. Yeah, or, uh, she's the, she's the big sister. Yeah, the big sister. Candace she stars Cameron. in Camp Cucamonga along with Steve Urkel. Oh well, dang! Otherwise known as Stefan. <laughs> there's a young Jennifer Aniston in it, and there's just all kinds of like '90s sort of B-list like icons, and, and oh my god, all I can say is there's a shower scene with these. <laughs> These girls, like all the girls in the camp are in the shower and like the camera like pans across just the tops of their heads. Like you don't see their naked bodies, but it's like they're at camp and the boys are like going to go play a trick on them Mm -hmm. by like trying to videotape them and which is kind of pretty sleazy. That's like kind of some Me Too shit right there. But I mean, it was the 90s and it was acceptable for some reason back then. But like they're all in the shower and they're just like singing this really cheesy song together and it's just singing in the yeah shower. it's like so weird <laughs> and like me and my brother were just laughing at this moment because we're like i just wish you could see the clip it's like i just i loved it <laughs> you loved it <laughs> you gotta see it it's was an it outrage in- an absolute and right. dj is just loving every minute of it along wow. with her other you know camp sisters and wow. oh danica mckeller who you may or may not know but she was in uh, the wonder years um she's also in it and you know it's just fun filled with all kinds of antics and <laughs> I don't know, but I learned about a lot of bad movies, and then I watched another movie starring DJ Can- Tanner, also known as Candace Cameron, from Full House, um, and Fred Savage, which was kind of a dark Lifetime original drama. Do you know about Lifetime original dramas? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're pretty fun. <laughs> they're I mean, I don't watch them. domestic I, abuse or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, this one was where DJ, DJ Tanner played like a an abused girlfriend to a very intimidating fred savage which is really contrary to what we all know and love him as you know mm-hmm, i mean mm-hmm. we know him as you know kevin or wait kevin from the wonder years and yeah. he's like a sweet innocent boy but in this movie he's a very dark scary figure <laughs> i mean it's pretty awesome i mean you really see his range in this movie well, was it kind of like when anthony michael hall like became like the really abusive like macho guy in edward scissorhands when he was the dork in the breakfast club whoa i didn't know he was an anthony i mean edward scissorhands i didn't know he was an anthony scissorhands <laughs> he could never get out of anthony wait Michael okay that's crazy he's yeah he's winona wider's wider's <laughs> winona that's been happening to me a lot lately i think this is the beginning of like oh a, totally yeah i remember now decline. yeah he's like her abusive boyfriend her kind of edward like edward scissorhands <laughs> have you seen edward scissorhands it's a tim Burton film i have seen edward scissorhands and i loved winona wider in it she was absolutely Aww. wonderful Tim Burton um, did a great job. I always think like now that it's Christmas time, you know, when when the dad is like decorating the house for Christmas and he sings that song that I don't know where else it is. It's like, I saw three ships come sailing by <laughs> right. on Christmas Day in the morn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> that a great song. song. Now I'm just thinking what about range? Like, pirates singing this song. Christmas pirates? Yeah, I'm just thinking like. Well, I wonder if pi- this started with pirates, you know, like what if pirates were just like having the little Christmas Eve on their, on the, on the butt on the of boat? the ship, you know? Pirate elves? Right, right. Uh, what's it called? What's it called? The, uh, 
the you know caboose? The, the, no, not the caboose. <laughs> Wait, it's the part of the ship. No, yeah, the, it's the part of the ship. Deck. The poop deck. The poop, poop deck, deck is on the top. You know oh, what? The deck. There we go. <laughs> You're just obsessed with anal. <laughs> I've never had anal in my life. <laughs> oh my god! I have to say, I re-listened to our most recent episode, <laughs> and I was laughing, laughing out loud. Oh good. I'm Wait, glad. was it the most recent one? No, the one. Yeah. It would be the one before this. No, the one two, where two. we talked about, you know, oh, with DJ Real. I love him. DJ Real, that's like three German, episodes ago. I love but yeah, him. Yeah. He's yeah, my he favorite great. DJ. <laughs> yeah. Dominic and I used to play in his band. Did yeah, you? no big deal. Oh, uh, you wait, were I there. Know. I you was were there. fucking there. Yeah, I mean, I recommended yeah. you maybe. I feel like no. that, that was when we became <laughs> friends. Yeah, me and Kendra oh, didn't really yeah. know each other too hanging? much before I was then. wondering, like, you guys hang out? Excuse me. We were actually talking about this. Dominic and I probably hang out as much as like any other pair of friends but we never do it on purpose <laughs> yeah. we just both go to mission pie uh-huh. daily yeah daily uh-huh. for real daily. daily i'm there every single morning so if you want to stalk me that's the that's the way to do it i'm there every single morning like at 8 a.m and then write it down you later morning? you get there later right yeah so you're wow. more of an afternooner yeah and i'm more of an a morning and eveninger yeah. i will during the week i'm probably there two times a day like three days a week i would Dude. say all right everybody see you there <laughs> see you there party at mission pie yeah. everybody and maybe yeah. i'll be there sometime yeah yeah let's all will. let's all be there once yeah we'll just do. be there at once do you get together. the same thing every time you go uh i switch it up i go with the stews primarily or like the Good suppers stews. i mean yeah um but you know if i'm really feeling crazy sometimes i'll just do a soup and a salad or yeah. really crazy oh. i'll go for the i'll go for the pot pie because the pot pie truly is the thing to get at mission pie yeah definitely. but it's just not like an everyday kind of thing so i gotta no. like you know really plan for it do my thing and just like get it once in a while yeah but once in a while mm, mm, so good but just as a callback <laughs> i mean just to uh just a quick turnaround back to uh that DJ 90s Tanner? movie with oh, dj <laughs> with uh, candace cameron oh, yeah, Cam- and fred Cam- savage Cam- for those who are listening who are interested and want to check it out it's called no one will tell and it's dark <laughs> very dark <laughs> very Ooh. lifetime uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and it was interesting i mean yeah watch fred savage really go all out i mean it's definitely fun wow. but then he has a brother named kieran culkin yeah it's also supposedly he's the most lovable one <laughs> according to sources like yeah. star and inquire but I wow don't know. <laughs> um, the national inquire are you quoting the national inquire right now because i also hear that like oprah has an alien baby or something oh and not it's oprah. so no, cute Miley, no <laughs> Miley Cyrus is a reptilian or a Palladian. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about the reptilians. Oh, yeah, exactly. So Rihanna, Beyonce, Miley Cyrus. Uh, Drake's probably a reptilian. I don't know too, about right? Drake, but Justin Bieber, absolutely. Okay. It's yeah. been it's been known like 30 people saw him at a mall transform full form into a reptile. Right. You told me His about hologram. this video <laughs> that she watched, apparently. She apparently watched a video. Yeah. It's real. Of Justin <laughs> Bieber turning into a reptilian yeah his hologram like it. it glitched out oh so kendra you what i believe no 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 i believe <laughs> i believe in you um you know no, who's but back you know, you know does who's he back? have does he have a tail in those yes. in those cute yes he does have a wash? tail oh my god otherwise known as a penis yeah. but i can't do oh you see his penis <laughs> oh now look penis. wait wait no, if um, you're telling me that if i watch this video i see justin bieber's penis i could be interested really wait are you Kinda. interested in justin bieber's penis do you think Justin Bieber's sure. hot? Justin Bieber. I mean, Bieber's he is penis. kind of hot, Justin yeah. Bieber's but penis. I just <laughs> feel like Bieber's he's penis. a piece of shit Justin person. Justin Bieber's penis. Justin Bieber's penis. 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 You know who's back? You know who's back in back in back in action? Justin Bieber's like, penis. penis. 
<laughs> anyway, Justin show me Bieber. Justin Bieber's back. penis. Who's I'll back? be there. Uh, Amanda Bynes. A penis. <laughs> Ooh. You hear oh, about she's this? back. She's you back. Hey, now about her this? situation I found to be very disturbing. She's What's back. What's your situation? Well, just a, a couple of years ago, I guess, or maybe a year ago, ago, me and my brother, I was surfing the web, you know, and Wait, suddenly one thing led to another. All of a sudden, I'm Amanda, finding okay. just crazy videos of Amanda Bynes in a bathroom, just totally off her rocker yeah she went like off her a, rocker. a flip a switch was flipped a flip was switched and it was like <laughs> somehow they got to her amanda well, bynes like, if you don't know her is a 90s uh child star. star she started on nickelodeon she started on She's the on all all on program all and that. then she had her own yeah. show called amanda bynes no the, the amanda, amanda show. show sorry uh and Get then right. she kind of like <laughs> yeah she kind of like started a few films and then she you know fell off of the off of the radar and then she kind of reemerged through this like pretty dark little hole of yeah. like insanity and twitter craziness uh and then they say went she back was under. like on drugs and stuff like that but but she she's was, back well she okay also just to give a little bit of context she was seen as not just a nickelodeon star but an extremely wholesome very kind of bright young starlet who yeah. was had a very wholesome really beautiful too yeah very beautiful she, very her yeah. whole thing was that she was wholesome you know what i mean like yeah. she seemed like this really sprightly you know kind of clean cut girl and then there was just this whole downward spiral where she became very sexualized and like yeah really kind of lost it you know and yeah in her the later last so she's back she's back she and did an interview do, do you do you hear about this interview no i always like thought you, of her as like the store limited too if it was i loved comedian. the limited too the limited child. two what's that Limited to it's oh. like a pretty preppy store for girls. Oh, okay. I mean it's basically like everything is purple or pink and fluffy <laughs> Wait, and has a butterfly on it. It did not used to be like that in the nineties. I mean in the early nineties, <laughs> it was like way more preppy and they had really cute like pleated. Isn't pat- that preppy? Like, no, like oh. pleated kind of um, like canvas skirts and V-neck striped sweaters and oh. like. By the it was time very I desirable. was going there, it was way more like a Lisa Frank. Oh my god, like that's horrible! Like what happened to Victoria's Secret? Awesome. Oh, it was awesome. Like I, I remember being in. <laughs> sorry, this is like a major digression. No, my go favorite, for it. my favorite tank top when I was like nine was from Limited Two, and it was just like a plain white tank, and it had a holographic butterfly on the front. Wait, the Limited <laughs> Two? The limit, Limited Two. T O O. T-O-O, yeah, like As in we're limited. the sequel like, to the limited one yeah, for it's adults. Like, yeah, it's like the limited is for like, you know, like business casual ladies. Yeah, and which I love. And limited two is for girls. Business that casual want, girls. Want, that want <laughs> pens with pom-poms on them. Wait, that's so crazy because it was not like that when I was growing up. Sorry. I mean, I'm older than you, but <laughs> that's crazy because it really sounds like it changed a lot. Because it was all yeah. about more muted colors, kind of more... Yeah, kind of a sort of a J, almost like a J crew for kids type of. Oh, look. girl, no! This was like when I was going. <laughs> it was way more like hot pink. Oh my god, periwinkle. Okay. Like well, periwinkle, like, yes, that was yeah, definitely like part of it. Platform sandals with like cheetah print fuzz on them. Like <laughs> I mean, I do like, recall some cheetah prints, but I don't yeah. recall a pink fuzz ever. I actually did own a leotard, a unitard from there. Was sick. It was like a oh periwinkle plaid unitard that buckled at the crotch. And oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> did um, you guys wear unitards in elementary school by chance? I did, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, a me, unitard. Me would you consider no. basically a bathing like a suit jumper? with sleeves to be a unitard? <laughs> I think of that as a leotard. Think of a one piece. A one piece. <laughs> a one piece. <laughs> a one piece bathing suit could with be long sleeveless? sleeves. <laughs> it could also be sleeveless. Backless? Sleeveless? Back. Back, yeah, it has like a dip down back kind of thing. <laughs> dip down back <laughs> justin bieber's penis 
penis. Oh my god. So <laughs> when I was in second grade, I peed my pants at school. Uh-huh. Oh, and then yeah. I like went to the office and like called home like sobbing because I was like, I need like new clothes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and my and they dad, brought you a one piece unitard. My dad legs. showed yeah. up and he brought me like a one piece unitard. He like, did not like full sleeve, <laughs> full sleeve, full leg. Like oh, so you know what I'm talking about? Totally. And, oh, like, okay. I, I, I was like, you were like, what are you talking about? Okay, go ahead. So I was like <laughs> away from the classroom for 40 minutes and I came back dressed like a figure <laughs> skater. <laughs> You couldn't wait, just go home. You, you wait, couldn't just on. like. When you, you say you had a figure skater's outfit, were you? Did you have a skirt too? No, it was just like just the one piece? spandex bodysuit, like right. a gymnast, <laughs> but, but like no, full legs, but no skirt to go over the legs or anything. And you just no. walk back into the classroom. You open up your book. So and you you're were just more like, of a male <laughs> figure skater. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or something along. Yeah. Those I like. I could have been named Stefan wow. if I was a figure Stephane skater. Stefan could have been. <laughs> but yeah, I just like remember like Kenneth. everyone looking at me like, huh. You weren't wearing that before. Wait, so they didn't know that you peed in your pants? <laughs> I don't remember I mean, sharing that with anybody. Interesting. <laughs> this is calling to mind a very interesting moment in my life as well. Third grade, actually. <laughs> I remember we were playing Jeopardy in class, and it was like a way for our teacher to mm-hmm. get us to learn stuff. That. You know, it was yeah. like, you know, I classroom that, Jeopardy. Actually. Yeah. And I was up. And of course, I was very eager because I knew all the... I felt like I knew all the answers and stuff. And then... There were three of us, three contestants up front, and all of a sudden, I it just like hit me really bad that I really had to go pee, and they were probably asking, nerves. And the teacher was like doing going through the answers, and then you know each contestant was having to say the questions, and the two people b- were uh, before me were so slow. Oh. She'd be like, California. They're like it'd be like the golden state, and then somebody would be like, "What is Cal?" <laughs> and I'd just be standing there dancing around, like trying to hold in this pee. And I was like, "California," <laughs> and then they'd finally say it, and it was taking forever, and it was like really bad, you know. And then she'd get to me, and I don't even know how I got through the answers, like because I was just all I could think about was going pee. And she said something, and I was like, "Waterfalls well, for." P hundred. <laughs> Let's just say the question was the, an- the question would have been what is California, and she'd be like say the answer, and I'd be like what is California, and she would be like that's correct, and then she got past me, and I was just so desperately like not knowing what to do because I was playing, I couldn't just go yeah. to the bathroom, and then basically the game just went on, and I pretty much like peed in my pants right there in front of in the front whole of classroom. the whole class, oh my and I was just like oh, oh my god, and I didn't know dang. like I was just traumatized at that moment, but. Nobody like seemed to how notice. Wet. <laughs> I felt like it was very wet. You like know what I mean? visi- like visible. Through. I didn't know. I was just standing oh, okay. there. Unitard wet. I mean, it could have been a unitard wet, but like I just know that it was. <laughs> it happened, <laughs> and nobody said anything. The teacher didn't seem to notice, and she just probably kept, no one noticed. She kept asking questions or saying answers or whatever, and I was just like, okay. And then I was like, I really got to go to the bathroom. And she's like, okay, go ahead. And then I went, and I was like. I wonder if nobody noticed. I was thinking to myself. Wow. So I come back into the classroom and I guess, I mean, I don't know what happened. I must have still had wet pants or something like that. I came back in and I sat down and nobody really said anything to me except for when I sat down, the girl sitting next to me, she looks over at me and she goes, I saw. <laughs> Isn't that just fucked oh up? Oh my and god! Oh, but she didn't tell anyone, did well, she? Well, I don't know, but I was just like, oh, if she I don't saw, who what I said. Lord knows how many other people saw. You right. know what I mean? But wow. I wonder if they were like 
just shocked at what happened and felt sorry for me or because yeah. I'm sure there were people in that class who would have been like oh my god you're just sure. in your pants but maybe but that people just like really respected your commitment to yeah. Jeopardy no 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 <laughs> those kids did not respect wow. my commitment they got no respect <laughs> but yeah that was definitely probably yeah. the last time I peed in front of a classroom <laughs> is that the last time you peed I'm still waiting for no. my special day <laughs> let's um, talk about this movie okay so <clears throat> again the movie is called the favorite it's by uh directed by yorgos lanthimos yorgos. and if you don't know yorgos, yorgos lanthimos, lanthimos. <laughs> his first film is dog tooth his second film is the lobster and his third film is the killing of a sacred deer uh i personally am a huge fan of this director uh i have felt like in his previous films they have just each gotten better and better uh killing a sacred deer being like one of my favorite movies of last year so i was super excited to see his latest film called the favorite which you all just saw uh it's a period piece drama set in the uh, 18th century correct what 18th century or 19th century what would you call oh definitely at least 18th okay not night not 19th okay so the film for those who don't know uh is about queen anne but it's sort of like a fictionalized version it's not like based on true events necessarily it's just sort of like a fictionalized version of history it's about queen anne and uh she a a new servant uh begins working in her uh in her palace uh played by emma stone she sort of throws a wrench into things you could say and uh it sort of becomes a a uh a, like a like a triangle like a, a a drama a drama of three women you could say primarily mm-hmm. we're going to talk at first with no spoilers for this film so if you haven't seen uh the favorite you can keep on listening and at a certain point we uh, will make it very clear when we're actually going to be discussing the plot uh but yeah i'm super excited to discuss and uh so what did you think kendra we'll start with you of this film with uh with no spoilers sure uh, spoiler free, I loved it. <laughs> I totally loved it. Yeah. I had never seen any of Yorgos Lanthimos. Yorgos Lanthimos. I'd never seen any of his movies before, um, so I had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. And as someone that doesn't really watch many period pieces, um, going into it, I also didn't know what to expect. I was like, oh, is it like Kira Knightley, like still in England and like 18 right. something? <laughs> I love all of them. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I had no idea what to expect and I just found it darkly hilarious, mm-hmm. beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. I thought that the plot was, um, exciting and dynamic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, I loved the like how it was sh- shot with like a fisheye lens, just like yeah. the whole like sense of space with the cinematography was mm-hmm. really interesting. I'd never seen that done before. Um, I loved how it was like very clearly a period piece, but there would be moments where they were like totally sort of like treating it with satire, like you know, like the way that they would dance, or like I feel like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. the, like, like the, postmodern in some ways. Where yeah, they exactly. Incorporate <laughs> yeah, modern lo- yeah. elements. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I just thought that it was really clever or like just that the humor was so dry and dark mm-hmm. that it it just gave the film a dimension that made all the characters that much more interesting. I just was riveted the whole time. I loved it. Oh, that's great. I, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you loved it. Yeah, I liked it way more than The Big Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. This is much better than The Big yeah. Sick. I'll tell you. Yeah. Oh, I guess I just gave it away. But uh, Laura, what did you think? <laughs> I liked it. I mean, oh, I won't oh say that I God. I didn't quite love it. Oh my god! I mean, I definitely could get into. It. I just 
I don't know. I felt that it was a little like confusing in a way at times. Well, not really, actually. I mean, it was all checked out at the end in a way, but and it, it was pretty good. But I mean, I still I would say among all his films, I, I liked uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer a little more. But it just it just seemed like it was. Yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't sure about it, to be honest. You that know? is crazy to me because this I is like your genre. This yeah, is I mean, your genre. I, it is my genre. I loved, I mean, I loved aspects of it, you mm-hmm. know, and I thought like the way it was processed was really cool and some, there were some great moments. I, I Yeah, and I loved certain scenes for mm. sure, but um, it just didn't really pull me in as much as other mm-hmm. films, like previous dramas. This is, I'm glad, I'm glad that you have a different opinion because I, like Kendra, fucking loved this movie. I right. Thought. Uh, so I'm glad it'll be an interesting conversation then to uh, discuss some details. I guess I'm still not even totally sure about one character, one main character. <laughs> mm, okay. What exactly her yeah. role was. Well, which one? That's probably well, Rachel Weiss's character. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Ma- uh, yeah. Um, Mad- Sarah. Madam yeah. Sarah. Marlboro? Yeah. Her name's yeah. Marlboro. Yeah. Yeah, the cigarette lady. Yeah, yeah. No, I <laughs> don't exactly gal. know. Like, I guess her husband was in the royal court, Let, but what was she? Let's get into that in a second. Yeah, okay. Um, so that that's one thing, but also just, I don't know. I did think, though, like the underlying, I think, maybe point of the movie, I think I got it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that there were cool ways that that was expressed. But, you know, like The Lobster, it just kind of lost me at times in terms of the engagement level, like the dynamic. Something mm. about the dynamics of the characters didn't pull me in completely. You know, wow. it just felt like it was a little bit, a lot of show, but not so much depth. Like huh. there were some great vi- visual elements that were really intriguing, but kind of like, what was the point of that other than just that it looked really cool, which I can get into and can appreciate. Yeah. But it just felt a little bit more style over substance at times. Okay, well, I guess I'll ask you some specifics later, but yeah, I'm really curious as to what scenes you thought were just style, because I actually felt like, uh, well, maybe I'll just say what I thought of the film, which is I loved it, uh, and I would actually wow. say that this is by far uh, his most accessible film. Uh, I thought that really? this was like, oh, oh, totally, yeah. I mean, like his, there, there were very few surreal elements in this. Basically, there were no surreal elements until like just a, there's a couple brief moments, but like uh his other films kendra which uh, you haven't seen uh are far more dealing with like either surreal or fantastical elements that would not happen in real life and there's sort of like these elements of like you have to kind of you're pulled into a different world which i love by the way uh and in fact that was if there was anything negative to say about it not even negative but something i was hoping for in this was that it was actually going to get uh, crazier and weirder and more surreal like his other work has this was i thought like extremely grounded very accessible i felt like this film could definitely be a breakthrough for him because i felt like it kept his dark humor intact which i absolutely love like his his style of just like having these crazy kooky characters interacting with each other uh in these like really fun exciting ways is that's what i've always loved about yeah. his work mix it with the surreal but it's it's cool to see something that is more just like straightforward um and yeah this was like just a really 
I- I'm not into period piece dramas generally, I will say. Um, I absolutely love period piece dramas. Right. Life. I watch uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but this, get lost too. <laughs> this pulled me in unlike any period piece drama I've ever seen. Uh, and for me, it was my favorite period piece drama I've ever seen. Uh, I feel like there was just something about it that was like way more... Uh, like the cinematography is crazy good. I yeah. mean, like it's insane. It's insane. I mean, like the set design's crazy. The costumes are crazy. Um, just the just this the the cinematic language of it all is like over the top good. I mean, I was yeah. just like in awe at times. Yeah. I was just like, man, the the lighting's incredible. I mean, j- just oh everything. Like, yeah, there were some moments with the lighting that was just like, oh my god, I've never I mean, seen this before. It's just incredible. Like it was next level filmmaking from like a technical perspective and then beyond that i felt like the story that he actually choose chose to focus on is something that i'm like just far more interested than a lot of period piece dramas that i've seen where um you know usually it's uh well i guess i don't even want to really even discuss the plot uh or even what it's not um because i think that might even you know um give away something that i don't want to give away yet yeah um but just to say basically that the plot to me took a turn pretty early that i was that instantly made me very intrigued by it and it just kept getting more i mean i was just like so intrigued by by what was going on uh i mean yeah i was like enraptured by the film um the only thing i would say is like i still probably think killing of a sacred deer is my my favorite of his films only because uh only because the genre of that film is like more in line with my personal tastes. Yeah. Like, I think this film is probably like just as good, uh, in general. It's just like, for me, I love like a dark thriller horror and that's what the killing of sacred deer is. And it has more surreal elements, which I was like a little more into. Uh, but this I think is going to be like his breakthrough. I I think that like this has potential to like, breakthrough into the mainstream because it's a I think a fairly straightforward version of what he usually does I mean I definitely liked and I could say like I would recommend this movie to people I think that a lot of people will look at this movie and think this is incredible and it is incredible on so many levels I don't know what it was I just didn't find myself fully connecting to it as much as I thought I was going to yeah Mm -hmm. but I did like it you know I did I mean I do think that yes all of the things you said about it are true like the cinematography is outstanding and the costumes are really cool and visionary, but for some reason I didn't like them as much as like other interpretations of that kind of era and maybe I've seen before. The costumes like he, also seemed interpretive. They like, were. They were I stylized, mean, like, he definitely like did a stylized yeah, black yeah. and white motif. Yeah. Loved but it. also oh just the actual yeah. designs themselves, like the shapes of, of the, the cuts of the dresses and the way like the materials that they used. I don't know. I just I guess it was cool. It was cool and it was like its own thing, but it just was not my 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 taste of <laughs> what I would have chosen necessarily to go with for that. I don't know. I can't explain it. I just thought, oh, this looks different. I mean, it's cool and I respect and appreciate it for yeah. being like visionary in the way that it is, but it's just not, it just wasn't my taste, I guess. Wow, you know what yeah. I mean? It was just a different aesthetic, I guess. Yeah. And on some levels, I really liked it. And I do think Rachel Weisz is amazing. She's an amazing actress. And yeah. the woman yeah. the woman who played Queen Olivia Anne. Olivia Coleman. She's oh also God. amazing. She's so rad. She's um, incredible in this. Yeah. She's incredible in this. I don't know what it is. I mean, and I do respect, I think that Emma Stone is a good actress. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just don't, for some reason, fully connect with her. With Emma Stone? Yeah. She was, she was great. I felt like she... 
I feel like she was actually doing pretty good, but the thing yeah. was, is Rachel Wise, is that her name? Rachel yeah, Wise? Rachel Wise. Rachel Wise and Olivia Colman were killing it so fucking hard. They're kind hard of next level. That, yeah. like, like, they're on a... Like, next to them, I felt like yeah. she did kind of suffer, but I felt like she was really good, too. It like, was she just... She gets it somehow, Olivia Colman was just killing it, though. I mean, like, oh, my know. God. It seems like Emma Stone is just always Emma Stone. <laughs> Something <laughs> like know? that, it's yeah. Like, you know, you yeah. see her and you're like... Oh, you're pretty Emma, again. Hey. But like somehow she doesn't seem <laughs> to capture a period. Sure. Yeah, definitely. she's got the she eyes. She doesn't like seem to fit into a period piece drama to me. You know what I mean? She doesn't capture the spirit of like. I liked her look actually. I thought those times. To, she's like, got a no, really compelling. Vibe, something about her energy. It seems like very much rooted in like modern. Yeah. You know, these other people really seem to be of the time. Like they seem to be able to fit right into that time period. Kind of like when Kristen Dunst was Marie Antoinette. I was thinking of Kristen yeah. Dunst. Like she is a classic period piece icon to me. Yeah. Whereas like she can just fit into. She's timeless. Yeah. Like she's got that timeless sort of aura about her. And same yeah. with Kira Knightley, where like yeah. you can really fit them into any period, and it works yeah. for some reason. You know what I mean? They do yeah. have that timeless quality. Whereas Emma Stone, hmm. I couldn't get past like that she was Emma Stone. Yeah. You totally. know what I mean? I I felt that too. Or it's just like, okay. Right. It's just yeah, like, it's like trying to fit like a, yeah, a, a but, square into a round peg yeah. or whatever you call but that. But the queen is, her Her name is Olivia Colman. Olivia yeah. Colman, Oh yeah. my God. I, I hope that she gets some sort of award recognition. She should. Because that was <laughs> such a dynamic performance. She was hilarious. Oh my God. She was so, so depressed. Like, like the physical acting. Yes. Her, oh, just. She really captured the feeling of someone who is tortured. And oh, like, and really also spoiled in a weird way, and like, y- you know, like she just, she just was driven. To like, yeah, I mean, she clearly suffered like so many ailments, despite her position, which is like at the top of the yeah. tier. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. there's some really just like touching and and, and sad scenes with yeah. her, but then there's also these like moments where she's just like a spoiled child, yeah. and like, but she's also oh, like my God. confused as a spoiled child. Yeah. Like, there's just yeah. this weird. It reminded me of people who I have seen actually go crazy in moments like where i've seen yeah. a person be crazy before in a really weird way she got that <laughs> she captures so that energy yeah. so every time she's w- on well. screen i was just like whoa here we yeah, go yeah. again like this is another powerhouse crazy person yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it was awesome okay i think we should talk about spoilers because i would love to get into some plot details and also yeah. get a little more information about specifically like where it kind of lost you a little bit um but yeah i think you get a pretty good sense of what we think of the favorite so uh yeah, t- take it, take that as you will. Maybe go see it, maybe not. But see it. But see it, I would say see yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I would say see it. I mean, it's definitely worth seeing, 100% worth seeing, I mean, more than worth seeing. It's 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 a fun movie. You know, mm-hmm. There's fun things about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Anyway, so we're going to talk spoilers. So if you haven't seen The Favorite or uh, if you care about spoilers, uh, don't keep on listening. Yeah, go do something else. Yeah, just get on with your life already. Jesus. Here we are. Spoilers. Uh-huh. Spoilers away. So... One thing that, that like really struck me about this was like I was not expecting like the whole love triangle. Not at all. Twist. Me too. <laughs> but I also loved how like like you know when it when it first started, I was like, Oh, is this gonna be a love story? Mm-hmm. But then at the end I was like, Oh no, it's not a love story at all. It yeah. is just like how how sex was used as a manipulation tool. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that that was so interesting because mm-hmm. I don't really think that any of the characters cared about each other oh, i know i no, know i all. loved it i love except that. for the i think i think that well yeah i was gonna say my interpretation of the final shot where it's like that overlay of the rabbits oh God, and then it. emma stone and yeah. the queen that to me was just like saying that okay all these characters are 
basically like scared rabbits. They're yeah. all just afraid of what's really going to happen or what's happening to them. Like mm-hmm. they're all afraid for themselves, you know, yeah. like and Emma Stone just she her character is just trying to survive, you know, yeah. and like the queen is trying to survive like betrayal you know i mean she's scared she's afraid that she's being betrayed she doesn't know who to trust and she wants someone around but she doesn't really care she wants to be loved she thinks she's Mm -hmm. lonely and scarred and she's afraid that that will continue to happen she's scarred and she's scared (laughs) (laughs) and rachel weiss's character is also afraid and they're all acting on fear yeah they're all acting on some fear for themselves to survive and like everybody in the court and that's how it really was at the times i mean it was all about how you could secure a place for yourself yeah uh you know with and through whatever means was necessary so to quickly summarize for people who didn't see the movie but are just keep on listening uh what we're discussing is like rachel and uh rachel weiss rachel weiss (laughs) and olivia coleman's character get discovered by emma stone as having uh an affair or like a a, a a lesbian relationship yeah lesbian relationship of some kind and then emma stone begins by candlelight yeah emma stone's character begins to sort of like creep her way she in the midst of things or she kind of uses that as a tool it. for herself yeah. to get in yeah exactly yeah. so she uh, realizes that, that's oh. ultimately what the film ends up being about for the majority of the film i would yeah. say and that that's like the central relationship as that dynamic kind of shifts and shakes out for the rest of the film and queen anne is like sick and appears to be getting sicker as the film goes on as oh, well, which God. is a definite a definite factor in things wait so yeah. my question is though what was rachel rice's actual role in the court I, I never mean, fully got that. Yeah, that was kind of confusing to me too. So like her husband was in the military and then she was a lady. So I wonder if it was just like she was functioning as like the maid, like the person. Like, wasn't she like the person that Emma Stone like the became? Ser- the servant yeah, to the yeah. queen? I don't know. But the weird thing is, is that she seemed to like have rank. She had, she assumed a certain like position where she could speak for the queen. But doesn't the queen and have like an, isn't there something like a lady in waiting? Queen? I don't know Maybe? what the, what the terms are. I don't know anything about, uh, I don't know anything about it. A lot I mean, of the I, political stuff was kind of unclear. Foggy. Like It was very unclear. I thought, I and I thought didn't at care first maybe she was yeah. an heir to the throne. Like yeah. I thought that Rachel Weiss could have been an heir because she yeah. seemed to act like if the queen, well, she clearly wanted the queen to stay alive. It yeah. wasn't like she was trying to kill the queen. But on the other hand, like she seemed to want to keep her in a position of submission to keep the queen in a position of submission so that she yeah. could kind of have power over her totally. in a way. But also seemed like she also did kind of care about her. Maybe the political stuff that was happening, like I understood the basics of it enough to just know like when she needed to make a decision and like, you know, oh, there's a war going on and she like needs to make these decisions. But she's just putting it off because she has other things in her mind. Yeah. Like. To me, that was the level that I understood it as. And it also felt like that was the level that we needed to understand it. it because the film, to me, is just not about that at all. It's like a love triangle. It's a, not a love triangle, but like a power triangle of uh, these three women and them, them just kind of like stabbing each other in the back or like doing yeah. these kind of things to get back at each other. But isn't it really just about the three women or is it about power struggle among everybody at the time? It could be that. I'm just like saying everybody like, is trying to kind of establish could, some security for themselves because yeah. that's what it was like that back then. It was like so volatile. I mean, nothing. It was everything was very precarious. Like your yeah. position. I think the movie really highlights the idea that like, one's position in the quarter in in their lives at that time was never really secure no matter how yeah. much they thought it was it was always like a work in progress <laughs> yeah. so i guess my yeah. question for you then is it 
because you said something earlier that I wanted to touch on now that we can talk spoilers oh, that substance. like things things were kind of oh yeah that Show too mm-hmm. well let's talk about that uh, let's talk about style over substance so what scenes did you feel like were just there to kind of like look cool but didn't really mean anything okay well like that one part where it was all those guys throwing tomatoes at that naked guy looked awesome but what the hell was that about I thought it was a metaphor but like what power was- again why was yeah. that but that one guy was like love he was like smiling and laughing and well, stuff he was probably like a jester yeah it was yeah i took it as like that he was that was like entertainment for them yeah i know but it just seemed like it was this like semi-momentous moment in the movie like it was all shot in slow motion and like i remember seeing that in the trailer thinking like this looks cool and like that moment was going to be really important, but actually it just seemed to have no real well, ground in the okay, movie. Okay, let's it not take just... the trailer for anything though, because I think that that. Doesn't... Okay, fine, but just that that but scene didn't scene really film... seem to like mean anything other than like it just looked cool and maybe I don't know. It just seemed it was like it was power, supposed though. to be really Everything important, in this... but it wasn't that important. I mean, scene. she's like putting her foot on that on that rabbit, you know? Like, no, I that was like a they're... different scene. No, I know, but I'm saying like there's all these kind of images in the film that speak to this like someone is on top of someone else, you know? And that scene to me was just another one of the scenes in the film where uh, a character is doing something to another character that is like, I'm above you, you know? And these people are like throwing these uh, oranges or whatever at this court jester or whatever the fuck as a form of entertainment but they're getting entertainment out of the fact that they are like above this person who is just like a pawn in in a game or whatever berating him with oranges i guess i was also you know so the film isn't (laughs) surreal and i felt like that was like one of the few scenes that was even inching towards it uh but i mean the only thing that i felt like was really hinting at uh, what I was kind of hoping of a little more at was the final shot of the film uh, when there's like this extended foot massage scene where uh, Emma Watson is... Emma massa- Stone. Oh, I'm sorry. Emma Stone? Yeah. Oh, my God. I get so confused. I'm sorry. Massaging uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. Anyway, she's massaging the feet of the queen and uh, it's just like it begins to... Uh, the music is amplifying and then uh, they both get superimposed upon each other, uh, but facing away from each other. And there's like this clear sense of like that, you know, she like wants this thing done for her, but she's now using her power. The queen is using the power, her power again to kind of like control Emma. Um, And then like these bunnies are coming in and that scene or that shot to me, I mean, like I was just like, this is so fucking cool, and and I really kind of wish that 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 they were leaning a little more into some surreal elements because yeah. I, I wanted a little more of that. Um, because like, when it did if, show up, yeah. it was awesome. See, I agree. If it had had more of that to begin with, I would have been way more okay with that other sequ- sequence, or like not so much about style over. You know, I just felt like that was kind of shoved in there. It felt like it was forced in there for some reason. Like, and it didn't really work in a way that was linear or cohesive to me, the way everything else was. I think there's like some visual elements that are just exciting though, to see on screen, like these bunnies, you know, and the, the, the ducks and whatever it is. Like there's, I think there's just a balance with film and especially his films where, I mean, like you want to have visually exciting things to, to show. Otherwise you're just going to watch some people talking at each other. And that's like not what Lanthimos's films have ever been about. Like it's always about the subtleties and like these, these kind of like crazy set pieces and kind of like these wild things. And I actually felt like he was restraining himself 
pretty hardcore in this film from going like off the deep end like he often does and so yeah i guess i guess what i'm saying is is uh like the weirdness didn't bother you in this in killing every sacred deer though no that was all because it, it, it gets all like worked far weirder into the wor- i know but it somehow it all worked into the world of the movie like it just seemed to work i almost feel like it was kind of purposefully convoluted just to to kind of like reinforce the fact that the queen didn't actually have a strategy <laughs> or any idea what yeah. was going on she was just like completely driven she was by just emotion. completely yeah, yeah driven by emotion I and oblivious that. so like everyone comes in and they're just like and she's just like wailing take them to the party like, yeah i want to watch the dancing now yeah no, <laughs> i don't want to watch the dancing stop it yeah stop it. Oh my did God. you just look at me she there was like some moments where her screams were so beautiful and thick so and, good uh, uh, her accent uh, oh God. just loved it her character is just, just so engaging why rabbits fuck. do you think because <laughs> uh, they're weak they are because they're oh. like meek little creatures but why not like oh, a hamster yeah. or something else what is there a specific reason that they chose the rabbit above all else i think maybe hamsters are i oh, know excuse me rabbits are maybe more common to the time tri- I was about to say rabbits are more attractive than hamsters. Or what about a no guinea pig? Guinea like... pigs. Actually, I agree with that. Are... I think like rab. There's, there's something, something about more rabbit regal about them that right. that so. visually just is more interesting ha- uh, than maybe a hamster. hamster. Just looks like a little rabbit. Okay, not hamster, but what about a guinea pig? I could see that. Maybe. They're scary. I don't know. The they size was babies. perfect for a couple oh, really? of the scenes that they were doing though. When she's like stepping on the rabbit, I mean that really works yeah. for an animal. Of that why size. not cats? Oh. What? Why it could have been anything. I mean, like, you know, why not dingoes? No, I'm just saying it could have been anything, but why do, do you think they chose rabbits specifically for a reason? I think, I think, I like what you said about yeah, how, like, I think they're symbolically, they, they're like a pretty helpless mm-hmm. animal. But it, and, yeah. She alluded and they to, put like, that over the final shot. Like, yeah. when that came in, that solidified for me. Yeah. Like, I wasn't really thinking too much about the rabbits before yeah. that, even though they're all over her room a lot of the times. But, yeah. I thought I wasn't really sure what that was all meaning until the final yeah. scene when they brought in the rabbits when like, like they were having their rabbits. own when they were having their own like uh, wordless exchange of power. Yeah. And then like these rabbits are coming in like to me that just meant like oh my god they're all just like rabbits helpless. in this little game yeah. you know like they're all just like doing they're they're all yeah they're all helpless to each other in a way. Are know? they though? I mean yeah, but at the I think same even time, the queen is yeah. She's of course she totally is totally helpless. But at the same time, there is still a certain scale that can be tipped. Like, in other words, there could always be someone on top. There is always someone on top. I think the queen ultimately is on top, but she is weak in other ways that, like... I feel like she's the least. Not, I would. Th- I think that in a way she's the least on top. In a way, you know, because well, she's, she like, could she's make... the most easy, easily manipulated. Exactly. Yeah. She. But she, she holds hold, the power. Like, yeah, she does hold the legal power, I guess. But. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, um, any final thoughts on The Favorite before we wrap it up here? Oh, man. Um, I mean, seeing that movie, it just made me really want to see his other movies. Um, Absolutely, you should. Yeah, I definitely want to. Work backwards, I would say. Okay. Definitely Alrighty. Killing of a Sacred Deer is my favorite. Yeah. Cool. That and it's my favorite, too. Down. But 2016, yeah. right? Uh, last year 2017 yeah this is a movie that i would definitely want to see again because i think that you know there's just like there's so much more to appreciate with Mm -hmm. the cinematography with the the lighting subtleties of the story i feel like just you know like one more comb through like would feel a lot clearer i agree um and i don't feel that way about a lot of movies like you know i'll just be like that was entertaining i don't ever want to like yeah sit with it again but with this one i was like 
definitely want to revisit. It was cool. All right. Well, then, uh, Kendra. Oh, my God. It was so great to have you. Oh, my God. I love this. <laughs> Let's <laughs> do it again. Fun. Absolutely. Yeah, we we'd love to have you back. Absolutely. We'll have more you movies, more fun. Yeah. Hopefully, oh. there's better cake next time. Pinus. <laughs> um. Yeah, and we're also going to end tonight with a song by Kendra, um, which is called Honey off of her album Treat. Yeah. Uh, which you can purchase, I assume, on Bandcamp and iTunes and all that fun stuff. Yeah, you can pay the big bucks for it online. Yeah, and also Bigs follow bucks. her. Big bucks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're going to end tonight with a song by Kendra. You can follow her on Instagram at Kenda underscore. <laughs> Kendra underscore. <laughs> Kenley. Yeah. Um, this has been Totally Tell Me. We follow post- for follows. <laughs> there you go. You get a follow if you follow her. Follow her, you get a follow. Yeah. Follow uh, me back. <laughs> this has been Totally Tell Me. Post new episodes every other Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like us, share with a friend. Um, and this is Honey by Kendra McKinley. Work, work, working just to save a little money So you can maybe save the world or save a late night dance for an American girl Well, I stopped on by his shop just to get myself some honey Even though the bees are dying and I haven't any money It's just I got this little sweet tooth somewhere in my mouth And I'm looking for a friend who maybe help me get it out